This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Heaven on earth. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 6. So Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray. He said, after this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, this is the key. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. As in heaven, so on earth. As in heaven, so on earth. God's original desire was that heaven influences earth. God's original intent was for heaven to influence earth. Now, when God does that, he does that through people. He never uses trees for that. He doesn't use clouds for that. He uses people. So these people that bring heaven on earth, I call them the ministers, which means every believer the ministers of the New Testament. When you become a minister of the New Testament, one of the main goals that God has for you is for you to bring heaven on earth. Now when heaven comes on earth, things on earth change. The rules change. Everything changes. When heaven comes in, Sickness and disease goes. When heaven comes in, poverty goes. When heaven comes in, everything of the devil goes. When heaven comes in, a little village boy from Gokwe becomes a powerful minister of the gospel. Can you say amen? We want heaven on earth. Can you say amen? Zimbabwe needs heaven on earth. The whole, all the nations of the world they need heaven on earth. India needs heaven on earth. Pakistan does. Saudi Arabia does. Thailand does. Indonesia, Ukraine, Russia, everybody. So God has what I call ministers of the New Testament. So what is a minister of the New Testament? It's a person whose goal is to bring heaven to earth. That's his call. That's what he does. That's his mission. That's what he's doing every day. And that's what I do. That's what you do. Because we are ministers of the New Testament. Can you say amen? You know, one time I was, uh, I was, I was preaching in Thailand. Thailand is in Southeast Asia. The Thai people like me so much that when I get to Thailand, they change my face into an Asian face. And I'm still not sure which one is the better one, the Asian or the African. When I was in Thailand, I was preaching there, and uh, lightning struck our platform. It was in a, in a football stadium. So lightning struck the platform. So all the amplifiers, I mean, everything was gone. So I come in, they tell me the whole story. They say, can we 
can we move the crusade to tomorrow because lightning struck the platform I said wait a minute we won't move anything heaven comes on earth and then the, a storm was brewing it was raining everywhere so I said this is what we do we point to the clouds we tell the clouds to stay still until the work of God is done so we pointed the clouds the sun came out there was a little rainbow about around the, 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 crowd, the ground where we were it was pouring all over the city but there was no rain in the, where we were now that wasn't the big miracle the bigger miracle was the glory of God fell on that area the whole area actually we have that on video and three months later when they were harvesting their rice fields everything they had miracles were happening in the rice fields the rice grew twice as big the pumpkins were giving twice or three times more pumpkins than before there was hunger in the area and the Christians who were at the meeting they had an encounter with God it affected their farms to the point that the Ministry of Agriculture of Thailand came to check what they were doing and they said we had this miracle night after the miracle night these miracles began to happen that's what happens when heaven comes on earth can you say amen we need heaven on earth now we we are ministers of the New Testament ministers of the New Testament they bring heaven to earth can you tell your neighbor you are a minister of the New Testament that's our job in 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3 3 11 the Bible says being made manifest you are an epistle of Christ ministered by us written not but with ink but with the spirit of the living God not in tables of stone but in tables not that are hearts of flesh and he tells about the confidence that he has in Christ he says but our sufficiency our sufficiency is from God we are not sufficient of ourselves but our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient as ministers of a new covenant now we are ministers of the new covenant in other words the essence of the new testament come to be through us God could have done it without us but he chose that this new testament whatever he did in heaven called the new testament is released through you and me number two we are not sufficient of ourselves there's no sufficiency in us but our sufficiency our ability comes from God can you say my ability comes from God now that means your ability comes from heaven that's why we bring heaven to earth because the ability that we use comes from heaven 
and we use it here on earth. I was in Poland in a town called Katowice. You don't have to remember that name. I was in Poland and this, this man comes to me and says, God is a thief. I said, what do you mean? He said, yeah, he's a thief. I said, what happened? He said, I had this pacemaker and he stole it. It's not there anymore. I said, wait a minute. Did he steal it or did he heal you? God didn't want you to spend money with another operation, removing the pacemaker. So he healed you, dissolved the pacemaker, and you call him a thief. He's not a thief. He's a miracle worker. When heaven comes on earth, the impossible becomes possible. When heaven comes on earth, the impossible becomes possible. That's heaven on earth. When heaven influences earth, nothing is impossible. Can you say amen? So when I look at Pastor Tom and the great work he has done in Zimbabwe, that's heaven working through a man. Can you say amen? He's still the man, but heaven working through the man. When you see somebody and heaven is working through them, Respect the heaven working through the man. Can you say amen? We have a sufficiency that comes from God. And the Bible says he made us sufficient by his sufficiency. He makes you. He makes you sufficient. Whatever he calls you to do, he will give you the sufficiency the ability. You may not have it. Don't worry. He calls you. He will give it to you. Can you say amen? The Bible says follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So how does the sufficiency come when you follow? When you follow? When you are committed? When you follow? You never realize when the sufficiency came but as you are following it drops into your life. It keeps dropping, multiplying, increasing, dropping, multiplying, increasing. Keep following Jesus with all your heart. No gimmicks, nothing. Just follow Jesus. The sufficiency will multiply. Can you say amen? I remember when I started ministry many years ago, I never thought I could do anything worthwhile. My ministry started in Zimbabwe, actually. Before I went to the Soviet Union, I was a mathematics teacher because I think history is nonsense. And literature, all that stuff is nonsense. Anyway, so, but mathematics was the real thing. So I went on to do engineering eventually because all the other stuff is nonsense. That's what I think. That's my vision of life. <laughs> so anyway, I was in Chitungwiza teaching mathematics at a school called Seke High 3. That's the center of the world. So it's Seke High 3. I was teaching mathematics and I was leading what they called the mathematics club. But there was the Christian club. So somebody else was leading the Christian club. I kept, I kept watching through the window. So one day, 
this headmaster said, can you go and lead the Christian club? Because the guy who was leading was leaving to another school. I was so happy, but I didn't know how to preach. So I went to lead the Christian club. So I used to invite all these guys to come and preach. This one particular time, I invited a very powerful young man. So I fasted for him for five days. And then he didn't show up. I was so angry. I was, I, I mean, I was so angry. I wanted the lightning to come from heaven, strike him wherever he was. And, but anyway, I had to forgive him because I had to preach my first sermon. It lasted five minutes. I preached from Genesis to Revelations in five minutes. And there was nothing else in the Bible to talk about after five minutes. But the good thing, I lost my voice. Because they told me, if you're a good preacher, you shout. I shouted, I lost my voice in five minutes. So I said, what do I do now? So I didn't know God was watching from heaven. I didn't know he had given me a sufficiency that I didn't know about. That sufficiency is called the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? So I said to God, what do I do now? I had no idea what to do. So I said, let's pray. So I closed my eyes and we were praying. So I hear this thud, 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 thud. That was 1986. I said, wow, what is that? So I opened one ear, one eye to see what was that. So I saw some of these little kids lying on the floor. I said, God, what is that? I never seen this anywhere. So I went to one of the little girls. I said, are you okay? <laughs> and then she started screaming. I said, wow, what is that? So I began to pray for people. Some were getting delivered. In fact, I had two prophets from the apostolic church that were delivered in that particular service. I never knew prophets could be delivered. That was so fantastic. There's this little white gown church. I'm sorry to mention that, but it was a long time ago. I'm sure they've changed now. But there were these two prophets. They used to have a gate and everybody goes through the gate. And these guys, they started manifesting demons. And they were delivered. And when they went back to the church, nothing was happening. There's the true gift of the prophet. But these ones were fake ones. Anyway, I grew so tired. So I said, Lord, I'm so tired. Can you help me? And this was the real truth. And everybody who had these demonic manifestations... They looked up and they started screaming. They said, can you stop them and we'll leave? I said, God, that's unfair. The demons are seeing something. I don't see anything. <laughs> I said, who are they? Say them. I realized then that heaven wants to cooperate with the earth. It's God's desire. And when I saw that, I was very happy, but I had many questions. So within two weeks, all the other clubs in the school shut down 
everybody was coming the Christian club. So we got the local the stadium in the school and everybody was coming there. And then the other schools began to come. During our that's when I realized, wait a minute, am I anointed by God? Why are all these schools coming? What's happening? But the funny story was the next day, one of I saw four men with big axes. They said, We're looking for Mr. Madawa. He's a math teacher. They were talking to the director, the headmaster. He said, But he's not here. The headmaster was showing me, Go, go, go. He said, He's not here. He said, All we want is to cut him his head off, kill him, and we'll go. So, what did he do? So we had this big, our big ancestor who is in charge of the whole family. And he cast him out yesterday. So we want to kill him and then we go. I didn't realize one of the demons we cast out was a big ancestral spirit. So the headmaster had to stop the scripture union thing. We moved out. We rented a church building. And Chitungwiza, those days in 86... I never realized what that was. But heaven comes to earth to co-work together with us. Can you say amen? A minister of the New Testament is somebody who gets heaven to come and work with you and change the situation on earth. Our sufficiency comes from God. Can you say amen? In other words, we are, we have his sufficiency, not my sufficiency. I am as bold as a lion because it's not my sufficiency. It's God. So if it's God, I don't care what people think about me. When that sufficiency comes, nothing is impossible. Now, in Ukraine, unlike Pastor Tom, Pastor Tom came to Zimbabwe. He's white. In a black country that's that's humor I am black in a white country now pastor Tom white in a black country but they respect the white people where I went black in a white country they don't like black people so when God said start this ministry, I said, that's a big mistake. That's a big mistake. Because if I do this, they don't like black people. He said, do it. So I started. We had 200 people. We grew from 200 to 30 people in six months. If you studied history, you have no idea what I just said. So I wanted to gracefully leave Ukraine. So I said, Lord, I told you, this doesn't work. I'm black. It doesn't go with Ukrainians. So God, he didn't pay attention to what I was saying. He said, well, use what you have. I said, I have nothing. He said, that's your problem. You have something. So he told me two things that I still do today. Number one, he said, take the complex difficult things and simplify them to the level of the people you are speaking to 
I said, oh. He said, number two, pray for the sick. Now, the second part, I didn't like it. The first part was so difficult for me because I was very complex in my thinking. I still are, but I had to simplify things. The second part, I prayed for 18 people. They all died. So I said, and when they died, everybody told me as though I was to blame for their death. I said, I can't do that. I have done that. It doesn't work. So anyway, I told the church, we are going to pray for the sick next Sunday. The church was so disobedient. They didn't bring the sick. They brought the dying. That was a big mistake. And in fact, one lady died in the service. If you want to revive a pastor, very fast, acceleration mode, let somebody die in the service. I mean, they get so spiritual. So I'm on the platform. I get this note from the ushers. Pastor, a lady just died on the, on the balcony. So what do we do with her? I preached for another 25 minutes. I have no idea what I preached. I was thinking. In Ukraine, they had this thing that Christians, they sacrifice people. And this lady just died. And that's going to be the proof. We sacrificed her. I was worried. And then the usher sent me a note 25 minutes later. They said, Pastor, you told us that we need to pray for the sick and raise the dead. So because we were, we were preaching so long, we prayed for the lady and she has risen from the dead. And the church began to multiply from there. That's where we started. And things began to happen and heaven began to move. I realized African boy, village boy, nobody needs that. But heaven on earth, everybody needs that. Can you say amen? Everybody needs that. So we are ministers of the New Testament because our job is to bring heaven on earth. God's ability through us. Our sufficiency comes from God. Now, here's the big question. How does he give us the sufficiency? How? Number one, we represent Jesus. When I stand here, Jesus in heaven is looking at me and he says, Henry is representing me. So I better back him up because he won't represent me good if I'm not there. Our ability comes from the fact that we represent Jesus. You know, I was in Zimbabwe and passport is a little tiny thing. I travel quite a bit. Every two years or one year, I have to go to the Zimbabwean embassy to fill in the forms for a new passport. So when I get the Zimbabwean embassy in Moscow, it's like real Zimbabwe. Why? They represent Zimbabwe. They have the Herald. I think nothing else. They have... If you came from America, you have no idea what you just said. It's, it's supernatural. So, 
they have the herald they have all these games the business games they are playing trying to buy this sell that send that one bring this one real zimbabwe because they represent the zimbabwean government i represent you represent jesus and the government of heaven can you say amen so when i walk i meet the devil or anything that is of the devil i don't worry my ability comes from the fact that i represent a government the government of heaven i represent jesus on earth he represents me in heaven jesus and me we are we have this joint venture on earth it's not you it's not your ministry it's a joint venture with jesus he's just as much interested in my success much more than i am he called me before i knew anything you have a joint venture with jesus this church is a joint venture between jesus and pastor tom this ministry and all the other ministries it's a joint venture you are not alone can you say amen he's with you you represent him the bible says in john chapter 14 verse 18 and 15 and 14 i won't read it but i'll just mention he said if you well i'll read it i say unto you if you believe in me the works that i do you shall do also and the greater works than these shall you do because i'm going to the father whatever you ask in my name i will do and the father will be glorified in other words you are on earth you say to jesus i need help here he does it joint venture do you see the power that you hold you can actually talk to jesus talk to god and he does things on earth that nobody else can do you have so much power that you have the ear of the lord jesus christ our sufficiency comes from the fact that the father hears us he pays attention to what you say and he does it and he, he works the miracles i remember one time i was in india in the city of mumbai great city i was preaching and the, the, the glory of god just filled the whole area i think we had about a hundred thousand people there one young boy born deaf was sitting in the bus so the bus was driving by the place where we were when he was driving by his ears opened so he wanted to find out why did my ears open so he came out of the bus he was looking around like a good indian looking for for stones you know if you find five six more stones or more you can worship so he's looking for stones then here's the sound he comes to where we were he said are you to blame for the opening of my ears <laughs> so they bring him on the platform he was passing by now this is what i normally pray 
when I do a crusade like that. Heavenly Father, I'm not asking you to heal people only. I'm asking you to invade the whole region with your glory. He heard me, he answered, and he did it. You have God's ear. Ask boldly. Ask largely. Ask believing. He hears you. We have the sufficiency of God because we represent Jesus. So how do you keep that alive? Keep your fellowship, your relationship with God alive. Christianity is not a set of formulas. Do this, you get this. Do this, you get this. It's out of a living relationship with God. No relationship, nothing happens. Relationship is there, things happen. Can you say amen? This way is a relationship thing. How does he give us his sufficiency? Number one. Number two. He gives us his working power. When I say working power, I mean the power that God uses when he goes to work. If you read in the Bible, he gives us like in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 through 20. It says, And what the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believes. Anyone who believes here, there is a power that's always working towards us. To us what? To help us. To work with us. It's always that great mighty power ready for action through you. And then it says to us what who believe according to the working of the strength of his might which he wrought in good English which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Jesus died day number one day number two on day number three, God the Father raised him from the dead. Now here's the big question. What power did he use to do that? The Bible says here, he worked, he wrought, he used that power to raise Jesus from the dead. So when God made you and me ministers of the New Testament, what power did he give us? He gave us the same exceeding great power that he used to raise Jesus from the dead. The power that we have is God's working power. That's the power that God uses when he's doing something. That's the power that you have. Now, he gave us his working power. The same power that he used when he raised Jesus from the dead. Now, here's the big question. I'm an engineer. How much power was that? Because if I say he used his power, I have no idea how powerful that power is. I have no idea. 
It could be little power. It could be big power. I don't know. So, I go to Acts chapter 2 verse 24. The Bible says, Whom God raised, that's the dynamics of the resurrection of Jesus. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pangs of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Let me try to give you a picture. Jesus died and death was holding. Death used, used something called pangs, whatever it is. The agonies, everything was holding Jesus. They wouldn't let him, they wouldn't let him go. Day number one, day number two, and day number three. Then that power came in. Now, death was not planning to release Jesus. No. It was holding. The devil was running everybody on. Don't give in. But when this power came, death wanted to hold Jesus, but could not. It was not possible. It could not. So Jesus rose from the dead. That's why when I meet somebody who is sick, sickness has no desire to let go. But the power is too much for sickness and disease. Can you say amen? That's why Jesus said, raise the dead. Because death knows that power. Can you say amen? And that power is in you. Can you say the power is in me? When Jesus died, when Jesus died, the Bible says the temple, the veil was torn in two, and the glory of God came out of the temple. The only place you could find heaven on earth in Israel was the temple. And it moved out. But when it moved out, this is what happens. It didn't, just, it didn't just evaporate and disappear. When God was marching out of the temple, the Bible says, the earth began to shake. How do I know it's the presence of God? If you read the book of Acts chapter 4, they prayed, the presence of God came, and the earth began to shake. Paul and Silas singing and worshiping, the earth began to shake. I pray that the times when the presence of God is so powerful that things begin to shake, come back to Zimbabwe. Can you say amen? We wonder an earth-shaking power. When God was moving out of the temple, that presence the presence of heaven on earth. There were graves on the way. We don't know how many years the people were dead. Some of them hundreds of years. But every one of them was raised from the dead. That's the power that came out of the temple into another temple. And the other temple is you and me. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? Amen. 
if you only realize how much power is in you it's God's working power my last point how does he make us sufficient he makes us sufficient because he gave us a mission a commission to do what is a calling upon someone God's calling on you is the intentions of heaven being done through you is the plans of heaven being done through you in every generation God is looking for people who will touch their generation God is not calling us to touch our neighborhood only God is looking for men and women to touch a whole generation I pray he stretches your mission he stretches your thinking touch a whole generation all the great men of God were great in their generation they did not fit in their generation but they were world changers that's why I love the genealogy of Jesus nobody loves the genealogy of Jesus I do because God was looking for someone in every generation who could be the link in the genealogy of Jesus from the one generation to the next so I study every one of them why did God choose this one in this generation you are generate you are called to change your generation so the Bible says as I finish in the book of Matthew he says the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few that's what heaven is thinking of we need laborers so when you got called by God he had decided you will be the co-worker with God and the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 Isaiah was a volunteer prophet you know Jeremiah God said I called you from your mother's womb that's amazing not Isaiah Isaiah was in the temple then he has these words whom shall we send who shall go for us that's an open question Isaiah his lips were not very clean he looked around there was nobody so he said well send me that's volunteering but look what he did you don't have to wait until the heavens open you hear a big voice volunteer to do something for the kingdom and God will work with you can you say amen if not you then who if not now then when God is looking for men and women that can reveal heaven on earth because the mission of God will be done when we reveal heaven on earth can we stand to our feet thank you heavenly father lord I worship you we have three minutes left I think can you raise your hands to God?
Let's pray in the spirit for one minute. Hallelujah. Just raise your voices. Don't be shy when you're praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you said whatsoever you shall ask, you will do it. I'm asking, give us the atmosphere of heaven at Action 2018 to give us an encounter with God to change our lives, to remove, to re change us. I pray for a rejuvenation. I pray for acceleration. I pray for a touch of God. Father, give us an atmosphere of heaven. Invade this place in the name of Jesus. Let your presence fill this place. Let your glory come down. Let your glory come down. Let your glory fall. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, touch your people, touch your people, touch your people, touch your people, touch your people. We want an encounter with you. Touch us, touch us, touch us in the name of Jesus. Release your fire. Release your fire. Kora masoko bondoria masokoria. Kendoria masokoria. Father, I pray. Release your gifts. Empower your ministers. Empower the pastors. Empower the leaders. Empower your church. Let the fire of God fall. 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 Fall, fall. Koramaso komondoria masokoria. Holy Spirit, touch your people, touch your people, anoint your people, empower your people, anoint your people, empower your people. Koramaso komondoria masokomondoria. Koramaso komondoria. The power of God is touching you. The power of God, heaven is touching your life. Heaven is touching your life. Heaven is touching your life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the atmosphere of heaven, for the atmosphere of heaven, for a change, empowering, renewal, empowering, strengthening in the name of Jesus. I command the impossible to become possible. I command the impossible to become possible. In the name of Jesus. I speak supernatural acceleration. Supernatural acceleration. I command every wall to fall. Every wall to fall. Sickness and disease, I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. 
We worship you, we glorify your name. We worship you, we glorify your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for making us ministers of the New Testament. For giving us your sufficiency. We promise to be bold and to fulfill the mission. Heaven's mind for earth. We will fulfill it. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.